Welcome to the Single Over 30 Podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schutte. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. I am so glad that you're here today. I have my favorite guest again, <laughs> Clark. I'm a guest in my own home. <laughs> Well, Clark was so nice. He agreed to come up here into my office and do a podcast episode with me. So what we're going to be talking about today are four commitment fears that could be holding you back from committing and from finding a great relationship. You know, society's changed a lot because uh, according to research, just recent research this year, men are waiting to marry until they're 28 and women are waiting until they're 26. And if I recall correctly, back in the 70s, men married in their early 20s and women in their early 20s, just a couple years younger than men. So that can be true that people are waiting longer. Sometimes there are certain milestones that we haven't that we haven't reached in life that we feel like we need to reach. And so we're like, okay, well, that's keeping me from marrying. But it could also be these commitment fears that could be holding us back. So we're going to look at these four fears and we're going to go through them. And Clark's going to be my commentator and he's going (laughs) to chime in from a man's perspective because we always love to have that. So the first one is the fear of falling out of love, which means that your marriage will fail. So when I think of this, the first thing I think about is we've got to redefine love and what it means to love somebody. Because if you think I'm afraid of losing that loving feeling. The ooey gooey feeling. The ooey gooey, yeah, the kind of like euphoric feeling. Because if I lose that, then the marriage is over. If you're defining love and marriage that way, you're going to be in trouble. Because according to research, that kind of euphoria only lasts up to three years in a relationship. And so I always talk about how whatever you started with for your foundation is what you're going to end up with later on. Mm -hmm. So if you had a great friendship, then you're going to fall back on or lean on that friendship when those euphoric feelings pass. I've heard it said that falling in love may get you to the altar, but it's commitment that keeps you in a happy marriage. Mm -hmm. Commitment may sound like a horrible thing. Like we think commitment, it it feels like I'm stuck, right? So Clark, what do you talk to me about this feeling of being in love versus the commitment and how commitment isn't being stuck? Well, I, th- I think the, the ooey-gooey feeling, my heart going to Twitter, frankly, is more of a female thing. I mean, guys have that a little bit, but um, love, is a, love is a choice. It's a decision. You stand in front of, uh, you stand at the church and look in each other's eyes and you commit one another to each other for better, for worse, for richer, poorer. And it's, it's a choice. It's a de- decision day by day. And you know, your feelings change over time. Your love grows deeper, but it's that committed love that grows deeper, not the ooey-gooey, twittery part, although I still have that for you. I think a lot of people struggle from the what-ifs. You know, they look at a relationship and they say, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What if I lose my feelings for him? What if he loses his feelings for me? What if, what if, what if? And this fear of what if might happen in the future is what I think sometimes keeps people from from making a commitment or taking the step because they're so worried about what might happen. So this falls into the what might happen. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, this makes me think too, you're like, you're talking about these what ifs. It makes me think about how we were just talking yesterday about a couple 
who was deciding to have children, right? And it's like, if you wait for the perfect moment, you're never, ever going to have kids. And then I thought, you know, when you have children, you don't think about, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this problem with that. What if when they become teenagers and then this will happen? No, you decide to make kids, or (laughs) you decide to make kids, you decide to have kids out of, you just want to have children with someone that you love, your mate, and then you just... Deal with your kids on a daily basis, just this day, then that day, then the next day. You just have a life with them. And it's the same with marriage. It's like emotions wax and wane. There's sometimes I'll look at you, honestly, from across the room, like especially when we're with a couple uh, of friends and you're talking, you're being funny. And I look at you and I just think, I just love that guy. And all of a sudden, I just have this flood of all these gooey emotions but sometimes those aren't there, right? But what is always there is that deeper foundation right. of a relationship that doesn't change based on friendship, shared values, respect, all that stuff. When you think about marrying somebody, you're not, you shouldn't be thinking about what can this person do for me? Can this person fill all of my gaps? You really need to be thinking, do I love this person enough to devote my life to that person? Yeah, that's good. To give my life to that person. So if, if you're... At least that's what it is to me. When, when I think about getting married, when I married you, I looked you in the eye and in my own heart and said, do I love you enough? Do I care for your welfare enough to sacrifice my life for you? That's what love is. It's not about ooey gooey. That, maybe that's the icing on the cake. That's the part of it. But um, commitment is about being devoted to one another. And I'm going to offer my life for you. And will you accept it? And then you and offer your life to me in return. And that's how we become one. Yeah, that's awesome. And commitment's awesome. It is. It is awesome. It's really, really awesome when you're married to your friend, you have someone who shares your values, who you love, respect, all that kind of stuff, like I just mentioned. So the second one is the fear of being smothered or Mm. losing your independence. Okay, this is a guy one, I think. If the first one was more, and this could be true for women too, but this one, I think, certainly would resonate with a lot of guys because I think there's this perception out there that when you get married... All the fun stops and your life ends, right? And so you hear a lot of guys say, I'm not ready to get married. I'm not done playing around yet or doing this or doing that. Or, you know, it's again, it's another reason to avoid uh, commitment or avoid uh, asking the question because you feel like, hey, I'm still young. And if I get married, I'm going to prematurely age myself and all the fun's going to stop. And I'm going to have to become this, this neutered little house cat um, doing whatever my wife wants me to do. And I'm not ready for that. So that's, Certainly a fear. I don't think it's a fair fear if it's a healthy marriage. I think you have more fun when you get married um, and you and you learn to share things and you actually do more because your spouse introduces you to things that you had never thought about. Yeah, which brings me to, I like what you said about how you actually do more. Mm-hmm. Well, we're often thinking about what we're going to lose right. and we're not thinking about what we're going to gain. Yeah. Right. And there's a whole bunch on the other you know, side of the spreadsheet that we're not looking at. I think sometimes when you've been single for a long, long time, you do fear like losing your space. I remember feeling that yeah. a little bit. I think that you're right. It is a man thing more than it's a female thing. But a healthy relationship consists of two people who support each other and their friends, like I was talking about. So if you're in a relationship where someone's trying to reduce you or take away your ability 
to follow a particular passion or they never want to let you out of their sight or they're not supporting your outside friendships, any of this kind of stuff. And you, you know, you're looking at that and you're thinking I could feel smothered. Well, that's probably an unhealthy situation. Yeah. If you're going to be smothered, you'll know it when you're dating. You know, you have to work. It's not going to, she's not going to probably change overnight or he's not going to change overnight and smother you once you're married. Probably might happen, but there's going to be smothering signals. Yeah, there should be. We've talked about that before. Yeah, at least over a period of time. Right. You should sense those things. So sometimes we think of, you know, there may be some things like if you, let's say you traveled all the time Mm -hmm. as a single, and that may be that if you have children and stuff, that would change. Yeah. But my question is, which... I think the answer is no, is, is it a bad thing to sacrifice for someone that you love? No, it's really not. And sacrifice, again, that's another word that sounds awful, but when we do it from a heart of love and stuff, it actually brings a lot of joy into our lives. So it's not bad to learn how to listen to another person or give up some of your own time or whatever. It's good to include someone else in, in your life. I think it's what we've been made for. So also just another thing too, is that I think of when it comes to the smothering, losing your independence, I think of two people as being like each person is a circle. Mm-hmm. So they're their own person, right. but you overlap kind of sure. in the middle. Sure. Like you, your own person, you have things that you like to do that I don't necessarily enjoy. And I have some things that you don't do or may not necessarily enjoy, but then we have things together right. that we both enjoy. Right. So you come together, but you're yourself. That's right. All right. So then the next one is the fear of making a bad choice or marrying the wrong person. So I get this one a lot from women sure. because they're afraid maybe they had a relationship in the past that went south. They had a divorce they experienced, or maybe they had some bad dating situations and they're like, I just don't want to do that again. So I get this from a lot of women. Women tend to doubt their own ability to make a good choice. So there's just a few things that I'd like to encourage women. And as you're listening to remember, if you struggle with feeling like you're going to make a bad decision is to remember that commitment is a process and you are in charge of that process. There's when you first meet somebody, then you're getting to know them as, you know, a friend, and then you commit to exclusive dating, and then there's engagement and marriage. And there should be quite a process that, a long process that this takes from the very beginning to the I do. And so that's one thing that you can help get over that fear is remember that this is a process. The next thing is remember that you're in charge of how fast this process goes. Sometimes women, they feel like they're the receivers and that the guy pursues and they respond. And so they have Mm. no choice in how fast the relationship goes or how fast it progresses. And so they feel out of control. And so I just want to encourage you, like I encouraged a woman yesterday, that I was talking with that you really are in control and are in charge of how fast this goes. You can ask a guy to slow down. And if he's interested, if he's not a rusher or a pusher, he should respect that. The next thing is to remember to get yourself some education. You know, find out what a healthy relationship looks like. Look back at your past to see where the mistakes that you made were. What did you miss? Why did you miss these things? What do red flags look like? Get support from friends, like date within the context of a community. And remember that you aren't who you were before. Mm. That person who made those poor relationship decisions when she was 20, that's not who you are when you're 40. You've gained a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience. And so you can make a good choice when you equip yourself. Yeah. I just, look, there's no way, it's a fair fear. 
It is. But a there's fear, no yeah. way to know with 100%, you know, um, certainty. There's no way to know, right? You can't project into the future and know 20 years from now where you're going to be. Because you're not in charge of someone else right. either. Right. right. But you what you can is, is believe and be at peace in it. And take the steps like you just mentioned. I mean, this this is a process, and you and if you see somebody in enough situations, and, and you have a healthy list of what's really important, because some things are really important in a potential spouse, and some things aren't so much. You know, make sure that the guy checks the boxes for what's really important, um, and just pray and and believe and and be committed that it's going to work out. Right. Part of it is if you go into a marriage with a fear that it's going to fail or you're thinking it's going to fail, that could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So it goes back to that first thing we talked about, about you got to be committed to the person. Now, not if he's abusive or something, but um, you got to be committed to the person. Um, and that'll take some of the fear out of it because it won't fear because of you. Yeah. You know, isn't that interesting? It's like lots of times we have the anxiety about the decision before we make the decision. Mm -hmm. There's two different types of people. Some people have the anxiety before they make the decision. Some people have the anxiety after they make the decision. <laughs> but lots of times this type of person who fears making the wrong decision, all the anxiety is up until the choice. And then once they make the choice and it's like, oh, I'm okay. And then one last thing I'd like to say about this, and Clark, I appreciate your input. That's really awesome. The desire that you have for a relationship has to trump this fear. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get hurt. I can't handle it. I don't know what I'm going to do if I get it wrong. As long as that fear is ruling you, then it can keep you from commitment. But if you decide that your desire for a relationship and for a commitment and to be loved and to love is bigger than that fear, then you'll be able to overcome it. You'll be able to look at it and go, yeah, fear, I see you, but I'm going to move into this commitment anyway. Right. Yeah. It's good. All right. So the last one is the fear that marriage will be too hard or too difficult. And we <laughs> we have talked about this a lot because we hear this all the time as singles, right? Marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. It's so hard. And I read this now online from people. Marriage is not hard. An unhealthy marriage is hard. Right. right. A relationship or a marriage between two unhealthy people is hard, but marriage is not hard. I don't think no. it is. I think it's great. No, it's not a, if there's it's a two blessing. grownups involved in it. Yeah. So this negativity can come from society. It comes totally from society because it makes for better television, right? You need conflict. And that's all you hear is, yeah, marriage is hard. And it's all about the toilet seat being left up. And it's it's all they want. It's just like with kids. All they, When you talk about kids, all they want to talk about is somebody throwing a tantrum in the grocery store. Right. And the same thing with marriage. It's, it's we've decided marriage is, oh, it's so hard. And, and yeah, you should put it off because it's really hard. So you got to make really sure because otherwise it's going to be so hard. It, it's frustrating. Yeah, it, it really is. And also the other thing too, it, it can come from society, but I'm thinking of another place it can come from. And that's from a relationship that was close to you. Maybe your parents oh. had a really bad marriage. Maybe the people who are around you and your family, maybe you have a very dysfunctional family and the lineage in your family is scattered with 
with a bunch of failed relationships and failed mm-hmm. marriages. And so the message that you've gotten is marriage is hard and it's almost impossible to have a good marriage. So with that, what I encourage you to do is look around you, maybe even interview some people that you know about their marriage, people that you know that have a good relationship and start taking an inventory because what you'll do is you'll find out that, hey, there really are people out there who have great marriages and it's not an issue of fate right? We've got to get away from this. Like it wasn't meant to be, or it was meant to be, or it was just some sort of magic pixie ducks that fell on somebody and made their marriage good. No, it was because those two people were equipped in that relationship. Patience and grace and commitment. Right. Right. Patience, grace, and commitment. Those are awesome words. So can I say one one other, can I add a thing? Sure. It's not a fear, but it's another reason from, at least from a man's perspective, why they won't commit. Meaning why won't they propose why won't they move the relationship onto the next stage and and it's just this if a guy's in a relationship with a woman and they're basically living like a married couple if they're living together even maybe sometimes they might even have kids together but they're not married what's the motivation for the guy to get married he's he's reaping all the benefits of being married without having to make the commitment of being married and so just be careful if if like I said, if 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 you're living like a married couple, you're not going to get married. At least there's no incentive to get married. Right. And, you know, it's real interesting about that as well is that if we have these other commitment fears, mm-hmm. the fear of being smothered, the fear of it failing, you know, all the these other person, you're going right. to feel like you want to give it a test drive. Then. Yeah, we can move into a situation where there isn't a real level of commitment, where it's a faux commitment kind of Yeah, kind of I want to try this out and see if it fits and see if I can allay these fears. Yeah. But I got to tell you from a guy's perspective, what's the incentive to him ever to him to ever advance the relationship then? Might help you for the lady to solve some of those fears, but he's He's fine. Yeah, because he gets everything he needs. He gets everything he needs, right? There's actual studies out there that have shown that when a couple slides into commitment, Mm -hmm. um, that there is a greater chance of divorce. So sliding means that it's like, okay, well, yeah, we both want to save money, so let's move in together. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we got a dog, so now, you know, let's Mm -hmm. get a house. You know, you slide. A healthy relationship, they say, that's marked by uh, long-term success and commitment and relational stability is marked by mile markers where people, I want to say mile markers, or markers where they actually intentionally made a decision. Now we are exclusively dating for the purpose of seeing if we're going to get married. Now we are going to get engaged, right? So these are intentional decisions instead of letting something outside of you decide or some emotion decide, you know, what the next stage is going to be. It's more intentional. The research has shown that living together does not improve your chances to have a healthy marriage. In fact, it even hurts it if I I read it right. Oh, I hope you guys have liked this. I hope it's been helpful and encouraging. Remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And also, as I always close, remember to keep it sunny. See you next time. Keep it sunny, Baby